0: Your first couple albums you were probably most the big songwriter most all the way through everything right the big songwriter main? yeah so i'm the
1: main songwriter yeah
0: yeah is that by choice Are, at any point did you ever want to kind of share it or is it just kind of like easier to just be you
1: put it this way it's out of necessity
0: <laughs> well you've had a lot of other guys in the band over the years i mean johnny monaco's a, 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 a songwriter a good singer yeah, you know he's
1: he was a live guitar player with us. He didn't uh, do any records or anything. I asked him a couple of times on the road, you know, would you let's write a song or something, but he kind yeah. of, I don't, I don't know for some reason he shied away from that. Uh, Derek and Vic didn't write songs, you know, I guess maybe later on in life they did, but when they were in the band. They didn't, you know, Ricky didn't write songs and it's just me that and Chip, good, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah that would have been good. You and Johnny, I think that would have been good. Cause I think, you know, vocally, I would have tried stylistically. I would have, you know, Other bands could still have other musicians and still sound like the band. I don't think it would have taken away from the sound. It would have been interesting because to have another singer, vocalist that you could have played off of. I don't
1: know. Yeah, well, you know, it's like with with Chip, the co-writing was cool because, uh, you know, he'd come up with uh, some idea or something and I'd just take it and do all the rest of it. You know what I mean? So that was easy. But uh, I would love to. uh, And I love those songs that I co-wrote with, you know, because just somebody just can give you one little one little note different and it'll Mm -hmm. bring you down a whole different alley. You know what I mean? And, and I love uh, co-writing and, and, um, but uh, I just haven't had much uh, experience with it. I just want to ask you really briefly about some
0: of your album covers early on in the titles where you came up from, I would say not self-titled strength
1: in the album cover. Who came up with that? Uh, The label it, it, it's when I first seen it, I was like, what the fuck? Too, you know, I mean a big naked man on the cover, but um <laughs> when you go walking in as you walk into the the Atlantic Atco Atlantic building in mm-hmm. New York there, that's it right in the lobby, that's what you see is uh that oh, the, the strength cover holding hold the world, but they just made it a peace sign.
0: All right. Now, I think one of your best album titles—you guys actually pretty good album title just overall across the board—is "Animals with Human Intelligence." Talk about monkeys, right there. I, I love that title. That's
1: probably a good title. I don't know if you came up with it. No, I like no it, we, but I, we I, had nothing to do with that title. That was all the labels. What? That's a good. No, That's a good title. I guess. I guess it. It, <laughs> it summed us up,
2: huh?
0: <laughs> I don't know about that. I just thought it was an interesting title. So, you guys have no control over any of the titles? They just kind of took over. No, just,
1: a just that title just the title of that record. That was uh, you know, with a whole different kind of label. Um, yeah. Like Echo Atlantic, we, we basically, you know, they knew what we were doing. We, they knew we knew what we were doing. So they kind of mm-hmm. let us have free reign and do this and that, you know, and then any bad decisions and choices that were made, like the look and all that stuff was out of yeah. uh, lack of experience in our, ma- in our whole uh, management team and everything being kind of clusterfuck at that time, we were going through lawsuits and shit. And so, yeah, so uh, we got to basically call it ourselves, you know what I mean, and uh, and then afterwards, after the pair, animals, then we we're uh, not no longer on major labels, and then I basically, you know, I, I basically came up with the titles. All right,
0: so then actually, you can get the not tell- the covers, not
1: the covers. Well, who do the I, covers? Who who came up with the covers? To go it? I don't know. There? I don't know. Different people do the covers. See, uh, I was not always consistently present. You know what I mean, mentally and. And this and that and so uh, chip did a lot of the lot of the you know business side of everything and um and a lot of times uh, one of the biggest problems i have with chip is that i end up getting stuck with things decisions that he made that i really mm-hmm. strongly disagree with but i get stuck with them when it's too late when they're etched in stone you know i'm holding a copy of the record yeah and, I, uh, it's just it's such a process of a
0: band that you know i mean usually a lot of bands have the coverages it's a whole creative concept yeah well i come up
1: i come up with a great title for the record, you know what I mean. Is after uh, animals, like Peach Fuzz, because we were like babies, and it was kind yeah. of a uh, you know uh, mishmash of things that didn't make records. And then Seventh, which was our seventh record, so that was an easy one. Like oh, 1985 yep. was an easy one, right? I don't think I came up with that. But then Tweaked, that was a uh, you know paraphernalia. That uh, Welcome That's to Blue Island. Way. Welcome to Blue Island was going to be a great album cover, but see, I would come up with these titles. But the next thing I knew, there was an album called that with, a, with a, whoever's artwork or somebody seen or had sent or who's yeah. or did or proved or whatever. And I fucking hated it. every single album cover. Like Welcome to Blue Island was. Uh, so when the you drive, huh? Yeah. Up the title. Yeah. Yeah. It's with big sunshine on it. Yeah. When you, when you drive it. into Blue Island from the from the shitty side, there's a big sign that says Welcome to Blue Island. It's got like 50 bullet holes in it and shit, you know, where is it? people shooting the sign up and stuff. So I thought that would be a great, great yeah, album. Actually been, yeah. But uh, somehow uh, the album cover <laughs> looks like a cartoon big chips enough as a sun. I don't know what the fuck, Now, Dissonance, that was a good one.
0: Yeah, that. it's um, interesting because, like, some, the title could have gone more with the arc. I mean, cause like I said, you know, Peach Fuzz was nice, it could have been more with it. It's just no one to cover, you know what I mean?
1: The artwork, well, my idea, see, I have, I had ideas for all the artwork for those records but they just wouldn't be used or ignored, you know, like peach fuzz. I wanted to have like a little, uh, sort of like the Van Halen, right? Just a little, like two or three year old girl and a boy, you know, naked little girl and a boy, you know, the one having the, the shades and the cop hat and cigarette yeah. in his mouth and, you know, the, the little girl. And I thought that would be kind of cute. It's peach fuzz, you yeah. know, but, uh, but then it's just, it was an orange, just an orange cover. <laughs> it was nothing yeah, enough. I mean,
0: it's not, it's not bad. It's just like, like yeah. you know, for such a creative band, that's, that's why it was always a question. I'm like, where are these album covers coming from? Because it doesn't feel like it's tying in with anything. I mean, I, I you you label
1: things. So I much. think we got the worst album for any national actor We've got the worst album covers in history. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like the I first know. one.
1: The first one is good. Well, yeah, it's, it's pretty basic. These holds yeah. together.
0: Yeah. Peripheral is not bad. It just looks like a magazine cover. I actually pulled up right
1: here, so I can remember as we're talking about him here.
2: Oh, we he kind of going for that
1: cool. going for that clean uh, Night at the Opera type vibe yeah. with the yeah shadows. I also kind but, of feel like it's kind of like the Rolling Stone or old
0: Vogue, like old old seventies yeah. type of magazine type of the dark thing.
1: Yeah.
0: So now you've been in control of your own stuff though, right? Hundred yeah. percent your own album covers and stuff. Pretty much
1: so, yeah. You know, I talk about things with with other people and stuff with my team, management, my sister, and everything. We discuss things, but. You know ultimately you know the 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 decisions are are mine you know mm-hmm. and um, it has to be that this is the first time in my life and probably the only time in my life i'll actually get to have do my clear vision like i always seen it like i see it you know what i mean and like my last record beautiful things that was it was right down the right down the lane um for exactly mm-hmm. what i wanted to do you know what i mean and always wanted to do and that's the first chance i had to try and now Now there's a lot of other stuff going on and I have to be present I have, to, and I'm not very good at business or consistency and stuff. And I forgot there was this today. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's what we up later to get in the shower. And, but uh, yeah, um, I, I really do think that I have, uh, as long as I'm not, I wasn't off. I used to be all fucked up shit. Now, as long as I'm not all fucked up, I really think, you know, that I'm the creative, creative source in the, and of the band and my music and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've got great ideas for things, you know, like, like Beautiful Things cover, using the fans and stuff on the yeah. cover and shit. And uh, yeah, so most of the decisions are, are basically mine at the end, more or less something, something I get bullied into.
0: <laughs> who wrote who the album covers? Obviously kind of felt with the theme,
3: but. Um, we, well, we had, an, we had this great art director from Atlantic Records still a great friend uh, of mine. And he, and he did some solo records of mine and he's done some uh, other work, t-shirts and all that. But his name is Larry Fremantle, Larry Fremantle. Uh, and uh, his, his son, Zach actually is a kind of a great star basketball player on, uh, on uh, the college circuit, uh, goes to Xavier College. And he's, you know, anyway, Larry, uh, he came up with a lot of that artwork and all the Mr. Big stuff. Uh, I remember, I mean, Pat Torpy and Billy Sheehan most of the time would come up with like the title. Right. You know, like, like when years and years ago where we would play like the, you know, the struggling days and struggling gigs and and we'd, we'd, we'd be, be handed, uh, but, uh, sorry, I'm stuttering here, but, Herbie used to say, hey, you get lemons, you make lemonade. You know, it's kind of an mm. old saying. And we would persevere through all kinds of adversity. <clears throat> and uh, Pat maybe, or Billy said, hey, lean into it. If somebody's gonna shoot you in the head, just lean into <laughs> it, you know? and, um, or bump ahead. I don't know how that, I, I th- oh yeah, this is what happened. Pat went to a, a library and looked at all these photo books. And he found this book of like this this guy sticking his head out of a manhole cover, right? Like some some sewer worker and all these cars are coming. And then Pat brought the photo to us and then he goes, <laughs> bump ahead. And it was like some kind of, there was always a joke involved. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. God, I just did a vocal lesson too. Right before I'm talking to you, back to being whiskey scratch here. Um, but. Uh, and they all were like that. I mean, the the one album that Larry Larry found this uh, this guy, an, a, another guy named Larry, Indian Larry, who was kind of a stunt motorcycle rider. Yeah. And um, and he was he got him to ride this motorcycle, stand up on this motorcycle, driving down this long road. And uh, what was it? You know, get over it. I don't know what that was. But, oh, uh, yeah, get over it. That, that was one with um. Cotton, right? Yeah, oh, that was a good album. Yeah, yeah, it's all Mr. Big music. I yeah. know, but you're trying that, to reference. Oh, Kotson, get over it, and Actual Size. There were two great, great records. Get over it was that sort of more country, R and B, funk, rock, and then Actual Size was kind of a cool pop rock record.
0: Well, you, you know, it's interesting when we we'll go back to this stuff. But with Cotton, you're right. It all sounds like Mr. Big. It doesn't. He didn't sound like it was, he was. like he didn't fit in. Like feel like it brought a little more of your soul voice out in this album it still sounded like mr big but a little more soul a little more funk in some of the songs
3: no i loved it i loved it i mean you know i would i would, i talked to big game like all through like the, the first four mr big records i was definitely influenced by soul music and R and B and wilson pickett and otis wedding and all that right. stuff and i had the the twang the soul twang in my voice but the band didn't necessarily sound like blues rockers. I mean, there was there was moments. There was definitely moments because we all loved uh, the band Free and Humble Pie and Spooky Tooth. Yeah. and all that. We loved that stuff. But we we're also influenced by um, obviously some Van Halen mo- things in it and and uh, uh, other kind of rock genre. But when um, Richie got in the band, God for me. I, it, it was. It was. He brought. All, he brought it out to the table. We started to have that country blues sound, you know. Mm-hmm. There was a song called "Try to Do Without It." It was on "Get Over It." I listened to it the other day. I mean, oh my God! I mean, it. it sounds like something Chris Stapleton would be doing right now. But yes, yeah, it's, it's it's country funk. I love it, and 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 I love that. Uh, you know, Richie was a lead vocalist yeah. and I'm a lead vocalist. And it was my suggestion that instead of stifling this guy and just making him a guitar player, let's do some kind of a Righteous Brothers thing where we both trade the yeah. And So we did that like on two or three songs on that, um, you know, on our career. Well, I mean, Get Over It, Actual Size. There was a bunch that did make the record that still out there that's uh, got our voices on it. Our first song that we wrote together was a song called um, You Don't Have to Be Strong and it was in his kitchen in, um, in uh, North Hollywood. And man, it was just, I was just, it was a kind of a R&B ballad actually, so different than the, what you expect from Mr. Big. But, and then uh, uh, we did a song, Suffocation. We did Shine, which was a hit, and uh. at the some you know? Um, yeah, we, I mean, we kind of altered the sound of Mr. Big a little bit, but I thought it was a good thing. Diversity. Yeah, it didn't
0: change like, it wasn't like you didn't recognize who Mr. Big was. I mean, because I was like, but like one market hasn't just, he hasn't just exploded because he's sitting now with 50 songs and 50 on an album, 50 and 50 or something. Ridiculous,
3: yeah. right? Oh, but they're all, man, they're great. I all right, like you, you know, I'm a huge Richie Cottson fan. You know, yeah. He's a good guy, funny as hell. Live, he's just, you know, you go away shaking your head going, how did the how the hell does he do that? You know,
0: he's no throwaway songs either though on his album. There's no like <laughs> junk. They're all, you know, they're all good. No no junk. They're all good. All good. Yeah. All right. So
3: I, I like that. How so anyway, we agree on something.
0: So anyway, that was the we got we on something <laughs> kill me. I love I love that. So it was weird at one point. So getting back together. I know the Mr. Big kind of guys kind of broke up, sort of it took a break. Was it a hard break up or
3: was it kind of weird? Uh, yeah, yeah. at the back? They're all hard they're all breaks with, you know, I'm, when I say hiatus, that means I don't really want to talk about, it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they were all look, looking back on it. It wasn't bullshit. It's just that when we got back together in 2009, nobody really talked about it, which is okay. Cause years, you, you, you know, you lose the taste for hate. After so many years, you you just sort of forget about it. We sweeped it under the table. We got back together. There was a few little animosities here and there, but uh, but the key to the key that we uh, stayed uh, that we stayed together was a, we had respect for each other. You know, I, I lost a little respect some uh, in some of those hardships back in the day, and I'm sure they did too with me. But that. Uh, you know that that wasn't that, that wasn't the case anymore. I, I respect. Uh, I mean, I love Pat Torpey, respect Billy Sheehan, Paul Gilbert, so much. But like you know, uh, it took. I mean, after Pat's uh, death, you know, it took a, a lot. Of, the wind uh, just came right out of the sails. You know, and it was really difficult to play without him, and it's you know, it was a grieving process for, for, for a really long time. I'm not saying that, I mean, I would love to get back together with Mr. Big and do, an, uh, do another, possibly a record, maybe, yeah. I don't know, I don't really think, if we have anything to say, or I, I, I still, when I write songs, I constantly think Mr. Big in my head, I don't know, So even when I try to write acoustic songs, it's always comes out Mr. Big, but I would love to do a,
2: a tour, definitely. Actually, I'm mean, pull up a couple. of name, name, like, name a cover now. All right, I'm going to tell you
3: first.
0: I'm going to tell you my one of my favorite is Ear Candy, and I know that's not always everybody's favorite album. I actually like the album mm-hmm. a lot too. Mm-hmm.
2: Thanks. But, but, um, but, the reason, the reason we have that cover that was that was my idea on this one. Um, I remember we were talking about covers, and I said, you know, I love our Crumb and I love Hate Ashbury and those mm-hmm. those uh really cool Mr. Natural post. Both psychedelic. Yeah,
0: posters. I go. You
2: yeah. And and so someone at Atlantic suggested, well, we can get a hold of the guys that did those posters. Mm-hmm. And I go, have them make us a poster. I mean, uh, album cover. And so they just sent them our name, and they made the cover and sent it to us. And we all went, wow, it, it looked just like an old hit Asbury cover. And that's, did you and have the concept it. for that though? Huh? Yes. Yeah, so, well, I, uh, I it was my idea but I had no concept. We just we just told them we want to cover. And they just took our logo and made it up themselves.
0: That's fantastic. I mean, obviously, some of them you have pictures of the band. Those are, you know, nice pictures.
2: Yeah, on the back, on the back, I remember we did a photo session. And um, it, uh, next door to where we rehearsed at in Houston was this place that they had a couch and a porch and it was all this graffiti all over it. And I think it was Somebody's home, but uh, or apartment or something, but a bunch of kind of hippie kind of people live there. That's that's in the area, that's where it was mm-hmm. downtown. And we were walking down looking for pictures, a place to take pictures. And I said, Hey, man, let's take a picture up here on their porch. And so we knocked on the door and said, Hey, man, can we take a picture of an album cover? We said, Yeah, just as long as we get to see the picture. And so we did. And that's what that was. You know, that was like around, around the corner from where we rehearsed. We, were, we would walk down that street to this little uh, restaurant called The Last Cafe, the Last Concert Cafe. They had concerts there at night, but during the day was a Mexican restaurant. But you had to knock on the door because the door was always locked. It was always full of people but when you walked up the door you knocked and somebody came and opened it you could be sitting at a table and the door knocks and you just get up and open it but that's the tradition in there it's texas that is
0: that is really crazy
2: texas has some is, cool stuff
0: that is that is crazy all right how about um how about like your last album, like sort of in a way without you, you know
2: where you say it. what is that i think we use the what does that album look like it's
0: it's green Get the brown circle sort of in the middle and king's x in the middle of it kind of like almost like a uh sun type of like stars shooting out from the side yeah of it.
2: um it's a little so different than what you
0: normally have because it's more, yeah, it's more I, just like
2: yeah i remember we, i named i wanted to call the record ogre tones oh yeah but i don't remember i don't remember the cover or who did the cover at all wow but I remember, kills. I remember we were doing, we were writing songs or doing songs and we didn't have names for certain songs. And we called everything Ogre, Ogre this, Ogre that. It was just, that was just the running name of every track that we did. And when we, and Ogre Tones sounded so cool. And I kept saying, we need to name the record Ogre Tones. And I got my wish. That but the great. cover, the cover, I don't remember. That's all right.
0: Oh. You're allowed, you're allowed that.
2: If I saw it, but, yeah. but, but for me to try to pull it up on it. Yeah, it's too much trouble. It's all right. That's all right. How about tape it? Tape head. <laughs> well, Ty had an idea that said, he said, when I remember when we were talking about album cover, he says, Doug, I got this idea. He said let me take, uh, let me use your face. And he said, let me tape, take a whole bunch of tape and tape it all the way around your face and then take a picture of it in my, in my front porch in the uh, that little indentation. So, and he says, and I'll, I'll do something to it to make it look freaky. And I go, okay. So he wrapped my face with tape and took the picture and it's called Tapehead.
0: That's really great. I, I think it's, it's uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I think some of the fun part is some of the album covers you guys have, you know. I yeah. like, uh, um, was like, uh, well, please come home. Mr. Bulbas, Please
2: come home. That's Ty too. Ty had the idea. He said, he kept mentioning this. He says, dude, we should name the album. Please come home Mr. Bulbas. He says, I know it sounds stupid. I don't know what it means, but I like it. And me and Jerry both just loved it. And we says, what are we gonna do for a cover? And he says, I'll come up with something. And that's what Ty said. And he did. He came up with that picture with the guy with the bulb on this. And he yeah. said that he had this idea with a guy with a bulb head, Mr. Bulbas. And we thought that was just ridiculously stupid. So we said, let's go for it. Because one thing that King's X will always do, if we think something is really goofy and stupid, we'll do it. Not, not something that's stupid in a way that's going to make us look like idiots, but something that's just just so ridiculously odd. That, that borderline stupid, you know, Aww. where we laugh and
1: laugh
0: yeah i mean I, I i like them i think that it's one of the fun parts about especially in a day and age where albums mm-hmm. and album covers i mean i know these yeah. are also cds now but, manning but one of my things, manning, i love that yeah
2: oh cool manning moonlight was the worst cover we've ever made i think i want to venture to say all three of us would agree that's just a horrible cover just horrid i can't find anything <laughs> oh, <laughs> where'd it come from cover um Ty, Ty made it up and Ty doesn't like it either. He told us one day and I remember him telling us, it's all good. And, but, but the thing was when he came up with it, we said, sure, it made sense to us. The thing about making that record was that we were in a position where we thought that nobody cared about King's X and basically our career is over and we were barely making enough money to pay bills. And we had this last record deal with metal blade records and we knew we had to make a record and we had no real inspiration we were just beat but we knew we had to make a record so we went in and just kind of threw a record together as best we could and put as much heart into it as we could with this defeated attitude and there were some good songs on that record. Don't get me wrong. I thought that we, 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 we I mean, I look at those, the, that record and go, man, the way we felt about everything in our lives, I'm, a, I'm surprised we got this out of it, you know, like Believe yeah, was I, like, I'm going that, I love that song. And I thought, where did that come from? Because we sure didn't believe in ourselves. And, uh, or like Skeptical Wind. That went on for five minutes, and I said, you know, maybe we should turn it into verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and end it. And Ty goes, just let it go. And I go, well, what do you think people will think? You'll go, oh, maybe they'll just dance to it. And we'll go, all right, let's just let it keep going. And it's some of, some people's favorite song, you know? <clears throat> so the thing about us is everything we do is thought out. It, whether we took time with it or not, we put care into it or didn't it was still done deliberately and as a result of it it's art does that make sense
0: (laughs) it is it almost sounds like in that album you were actually letting yourself out of what you thought you felt like you had to do was acceptable and Mm -hmm. songwriting. you're like you know what got nothing to lose here let's just right let's just do it you know Mm -hmm. either for fun or for art reason or for whatever the reason is. is let's just kind of let's just do it which looking back probably is probably you know what creatively it's kind of fun yeah you know, even your your what you call your worst album is probably better than a lot of people's best albums so i mean your your I album.
2: Remem- is wrong go ahead sorry sorry i'm listening i, I keep no, cutting it. in on you sorry that's about right. that but i remember making mr Bulbas, and um i forgot what the train of thought was because i cut you off and i was thinking about how i did that sorry i forgot you're talking album? about
0: the? it looks like there's a baby coming off underneath behind a tree in that album cover lighting <laughs> <laughs> uh, a candle
2: is that what it is? <laughs> What's going on there? Can you tell me? This is uh, uh, the time to tell what? me, Mr. Bulbas. Uh, no, no, no. Bulbous?
0: The the manic moonlight. We kind of skipped that. It looks like there's a baby coming up from oh, behind dude, with a kid. Honest what to honest
2: to God, you'd have to ask Ty about that because he literally made that cover up, and he showed us three covers, and that was the least. That was the best of the three. I've never and, looked that
0: close to it. So you just said that. I just pulled it up down here, on my my tablet, I uh, just opened it. I'm like, I'm like, is it, it looks like a little purse with a candle. Yeah,
2: yeah. I thought that was kind of weird. And but we didn't know. I, I don't know. Like I said, we were really, we were really at a place where we were completely fatigued, spiritually, mentally, physically, and monetarily. And so we were just crawling, trying to create something that that was at least something that people wouldn't just just turn their backs on us forever for, you know. And people even to this day say that's their least favorite record, and. Even though other people um uh defend us, I have to be honest and say I understand why. You know, it's I've always You'd been have honest. To have one with, yeah, you can't have hundred yeah.
0: percent yeah. every good album because there's no such thing. You can't. Well, most, most, most of favorite.
2: <laughs> most of my favorite bands put one record out. That's the greatest thing in the world, and the rest of them are okay. I think we, we were lucky. We got Gretchen and Dogman. So I, I go, whoa, you know, in uh um, that's why I've always looked at it. I hope our new record I, I would throw is Ear Candy in there
0: also, like if you're talking to your top ones, I'd say oh. Ear Candy and, and actually, I, and I also have a soft spot for, for, for Tapehead myself. That's why I brought it up. I, I, do. Well, I,
2: I love Tapehead and Ear Candy in a way uh, of those were records that really were really us. The, uh, you tapehead, feel off the beaten path a little bit. Y- yeah. tape. Ta- well, Tapehead... Um, we wrote almost all those songs together. Um, and I remember that Ty and Jerry, after we got done with all the music, they left the studio and said, okay, make up some lyrics. They said, send us what you got when you're done. And they went home and I stayed in that, in my studio for a month and, and made up lyrics and melodies and harmonies. Um, so I worked really hard at that. Um, but the songs, uh, were just fun, you know, but, uh, uh, and the one before that, Tapehead, what happened with Tapehead was that was, I don't know if Ty feels that way, but I but I think he did, but that was our last attempt at writing a hit, hit songs to get a good song on the radio, because that song was full of hit songs, sometimes in Mississippi Moon, uh, 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 Run, I mean, every song was tailor-made, to be played on the radio as far as our attitude was and it was just overlooked and so we went well fuck that let's go home and uh do tape head and just write everything together and see what we got here you know because at that point there was I mean everybody was bringing in these done soons a box you know all those songs uh I remember a train and just things that we all brought in where I'm going, these are like, these can be played in the radio. All, I think even 67 stations, I saw a video in my head, you know, but um, you know, that, that record was completely overlooked. So yeah, we moved on.
0: It was interesting. So you guys wrote and then together, and now you mm-hmm. said this last album, you guys all wrote separately again. Yeah, You guys, you guys sort of started well, separately, well, i correct, right? You guys started separately? Yeah. Writing your
2: songs no, together, and, and no, the beginning of band for the first uh, f- few years, I wrote everything. Um, I just, you know, Kings X was kind of my idea, and I had a bunch of songs already written. and And um, when we started, they were just doing my songs. We were doing what we do, and then later on, early in our career, Ty started writing songs, and Jerry Jerry didn't start really contributing until way later. Uh, he just felt like we didn't want to hear the songs and we, we did, but we probably had, we were, we were young. Maybe we didn't, I don't know. Um, but so, and it's, uh, I've always been the guy that's wrote. I've been writing even, I mean, you know, I was 30 years old when Kings X started and since I was 18, I've been writing songs and doing them in bands that I was in. So that's just something I always did play guitar, guitar, uh, keyboards, whatever it was, I made everything up, and and I was around people that seemed to just let me do it, and they just did what I wanted to do. I I controlled everything. Didn't realize th- that, but I was just so full of music that you just had to come along with me. If you didn't want to do it, then you'd fade oh, away, yeah, and I'd yeah, find yeah. somebody else. You know, I was a pretty dominant person, and in King's X, um, uh, Ty, you know, Ty kind of stepped up to the plate instead of, you know, saying, Hey, man, you know, Hey, you ain't got it all. And, uh, and so we started to balance things out as brothers and the rivalry and we pushed mm-hmm. each other and things like that. And so by the time we got to the first Kings X record, me and Ty were running neck and neck and writing songs together. I mean, apart from each other. Um, and for the first, probably four maybe five records, we wrote probably the same amount of songs on every record. I think Sam did that on purpose, too. He wanted to make sure nobody got any more than the other. He was he had this ZZ Top mentality that no one got more credit, no one got to be the rock star of the band, nobody got anything. You had to be like ZZ Top. Everybody yeah. does it together, Nobody separate. Might and be why so you have 15 he,
0: albums now, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, w- for us, you know, everybody, you know it was, it was weird because, you know, I find out later, a lot of people wanted to talk to Doug, you know, and and Ty and Jerry would say, you know, go talk to Doug. That's who you want to talk to. And, but, you know, in our camp that was shunned by management, especially. And, and so we just kind of even things out. There were so many things that Kings X did that maybe hindered our, our fame because of our manager, Sam at the time, who, Thought that he had the next Beatles or U2 and thought he could control everything from the beginning. I mean, I remember when we were asked to do David Letterman on Faith of Love album. I think it was Faith of Love album. And um, Paul Schaefer's band always played along with the band. You didn't hear it, you but. Sam Halen. I mean, yeah, exactly. Helen Halen did it, yes. Sam turned him down and told us that he said within a year they'll be doing what we want him to do. That he had he was he really thought. And he and I found later, you know, through the grapevine into the industry people that had to deal with them. Yeah, he was one of those guys that really played us.
0: Rat EP yeah. came out, blasted out, you had like a hundred thousand copies, something ridiculous. Right. At that point, and we we're talking about you kind of like redoing some songs between Mickey Rat and then Rat, and then they kind of get remade a few times. So that EP did pretty good, had a certain sound, a little raw. Yeah. Then I know they went and repolished it, I guess, for the reproduction. Of La- didn't they La- like, like redo it? We it redid like, yeah, that little? before. Yeah. 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 And then um, Out of the Cellar, obviously the biggest, probably the biggest album that you guys did. I mean.
4: It still is to this day. Yeah. Yep.
0: So a lot of the songs you have on there were, were really good. It was the full band. You guys were firing on all cylinders. And what I know changed a lot. I know you like to write alone. Or you've said you like to you know, write your lyrics and stuff. Yeah, well, how that changes between the albums, I'm kind of curious about as band to the years because songwriting is different in each album. You know what I mean?
4: Uh huh. Well, my the way I work and worked with my band with Rad is I, I still, <laughs> unless you bring a song in, mm-hmm. um, that's complete. Like when we were thinking about when we have the, had the opportunity to do the EP. We really didn't have any music. We were playing all of Mickey Rat's music, right? And Up in the Dog, and and I think we were just starting to write, like this one song, Reach for the Sky, and this other one, I Won't Lose, which I have in the original band uh, demoed it for out of the cellar, but never made it. So uh, one day you'll hear those. But anyway, um, if you didn't bring in a complete song back in the day. we were in pre-production for out of the cellar Mm -hmm. or the ep it really wasn't you know noticed or something and unless you we were just whoa hence you know you think you're tough that was probably the first real rat song written as not as a group performed uh recorded by the band Uh, all those other songs on the ep you got it cheater tell the world um uh, were mickey rat songs they were completely yeah. done which which it gets to the point no i i i really wouldn't consider working on a song unless you just give me music you know unless you really had some kind of somebody robin had a great title or or uh words for a bridge um and the same will be said for anybody else i mean juan came to the table with um out of the cellar with a couple songs and they were pretty much complete except on one song i really couldn't bite into the lyrics and it really wasn't me so that's why i like to to write lyrics alone because if i have any kind of outside you know uh influence mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't sound like me you know, some people like talking about the sky and water and stuff. Me, I like talking about cement and, you know, <laughs> trippier yeah. shit, you know, uh, cement pirate shit. So, you know, that's where that came from. I It's not that I didn't want to write lyrics with these people, because at the end of the day, it was Bo Hill who went, oh, that sucks. Or that's great. You're a producer. Right. Or Somebody in the band did come up with something great, but uh, like lack of communication per se, i changed a couple of things, but it's a one song, you know, complete.
1: So oh, I would that. come up
4: with complete songs or or leave me alone, give me your ideas and leave me alone, you know, and then you'll get your products.
0: I you know, cause at one point that you talked about like the band was kind of like, you know, they're kind of like, oh, he takes off and he does the song separately. And I know you said that before, <laughs> so it's kind of curious that it kind of drove him nuts. But then of course, at that point, in, 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 in the songwriting, your band was a couple albums in, everyone's getting bigger, egos are getting bigger, everything's kind of separating. And then, so your songwriting, everything just is, is amplified. So it's not about the songwriting, it's about everything's about everything. So, sure. so I'm kind of just kind of focusing in on like, oh, so let's really talk about the song part of it. And you know, that's cause that's what people love to hear. Yeah. So, out of the Cell had a really great raw sound. It was, it was a cleaned up version, obviously. And you were, like I said, you a lot of old Mickey rat songs were kind of cleaned out that you weren't using. You were starting to kick in new songs as a band. Yeah. Then you came up, then invasion your privacy. That that album a lot thicker. I think the guitars sounded heavier than that one.
4: Mm-hmm. Um that's my outside that thought. That record, yeah. that record was a whole it, it was quite different than that of the cellar. We knew all we knew is that oh shit, you have a I don't call it a hit record. You you hit a nerve. And I think both thinking the same thing you guys better write the best shit you've ever written and that's yeah. what we attempted to do and we did bring the notch up a few so it's cool i love invasion i think invasion is a great
2: record
0: invasion is that one i always say and it's probably one of my that and detonator are probably my two favorite rat albums uh, like my top two and then i'd probably work but with invasion you have some kind of like balladies things and and But was interesting? I don't. At least you didn't release. Is there any old Mickey Rat stuff? This was all new Rat stuff at this point, right? This album was all being Invasion. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, I think there might have been. I'd have to look, but there might have been a a couple leftovers. Yeah. If I'm thinking about it now, it's quite possible. Yeah. Well, I
0: haven't seen it. At least least they're not released. Like publicly i mean i know you have like every bootleg of yourself ever released you know but i don't think i've ever seen these released that's why i was asking as far as these felt like they were a new animal itself
4: yeah the songs on invasion
0: yeah you're in love (laughs) never use
4: love lay it down whoa 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 stop right there there you go it's love never use love is a mickey rat song i wrote that song complete all done complete. So I did that throughout the catalog. I would bring it like top secret. That's an old, that's yeah. a Mickey Cat idea. Okay. That was actually recorded by Mickey Rat. And so, yeah, you're, you're yeah, you just refreshed my memory. Yeah, there are a couple <laughs> songs that were Mickey Rat or that have been sitting around. And like I say, it goes back to this song's complete. Here you go, guys. We, we used to do it in our set in 83. It didn't make seller. So uh, it's time, and it worked.
0: Well, oh, yeah. Well, first, all, in your defense, I mean, you've written probably hundreds and hundreds of songs and put a different, yeah. so many different albums and versions of albums, and you know, and and to remember all that would be just insane. Um, <laughs> not, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make a rat joke, you <laughs> know. You're insane. <laughs> but to that point, like so, like but like never use love. The yeah. production really made it fit because I couldn't hear. I mean, that sound would not have worked like out of the cellar, like that. It, it works with invasion your privacy
4: you are yes yeah, spot on
0: i would Was that a producer decision or who, who made that decision
4: it is a producer decision yeah because yeah. once bo figured us out which he did because see, out of the cellar it was pretty much his first rodeo and our first mm-hmm. rodeo doing a full length record really oh so it worked that was whatever. a good album
0: for both you guys to be your first time
4: <laughs> yeah okay. so whatever uh uh Transpired in there. It worked, and we Bo Hill wasn't about to miss a beat. The label presidents weren't about to miss a beat, and they wanted the sophomore to be a hit, and it was. Thank God, you know. It, it, yeah, it was. I mean, I, I remember when it came out. So excited, I had that,
0: when got the set. I was so looking forward to it. And it, but like all your albums, and one thing is consistent: they all have a certain sound. There's not like yeah, there's no uneven sound on the album. Like this album could be here, and this could be belong with this album. Each album and whether it's the production or the song choice or the order, you know, it it works out really good. Um, And this album, I felt like was really designed for like like stadium for live playing. A lot of the songs just felt like they're very much designed for an audience.
4: You know, well, we did consciously want our songs to be able to come across live. It wasn't until later we got a little out of hand because a lot of those notes that I had to. (laughs) Banshee yell and scream <laughs> weren't gonna weren't gonna work well on the road yeah. for you know fourteen months you know night after night I wouldn't have a voice so we learned real quick don't do that if you can avoid it don't make us uh, sing or do something that you can't reproduce on stage. Well,
0: uh, there's still singers that are doing that now with their height with certain notes they sang when they were younger. than you know, when you get older, you can't sing those anymore.
4: You're, well, you're singing not, at a down can. key. You can. There are guys who can do that, and God bless them. I don't know. You know, uh, uh, yeah.
0: There's yeah, only I mean, a few that can still do it that have the voice of like you know, yeah. Like, like there's only a few Sammy Hagar voices out there that can just still hit those notes. You know. Yes. Uh, yeah, that I they wrote read. that they wrote when they were younger.
4: Correct. Yeah, that's true, and but I mean, they made me do stuff like, um, uh, well, I'll never use love, or or dance, dance, dance. I gotta tell you, when that record came out and they picked that single, I was like, oh shit. You mean I gotta do that every night, every night? It's gonna get the way of my partying, man, you know? (laughs) But I have a voice. I'm lucky enough to have a voice, whether people think it sucks or not. Sometimes I think it sucks, but it is what it is. But you know, you got to be careful, you know, trying to do these things and hit these notes because it'll haunt you, you know, later on when you're like, yeah. oh, I shouldn't have done that, but I have to prove I had balls or something, or everybody's oh. doing it. And well, you have we a all singer voice. To you to you know. a
0: you're a singer and you have wrong a voice.
4: Say you know, what?
0: i so you have a singer and you have a rock voice and and you're on tour and you have like, especially having a, a rough, gravelly, bluesy voice. Any singer that has that kind of voice, after a certain while, you're going to blow it out or you're going to have a bad couple of years live because the weather. I mean, it's not a guitar. It's not going to be, it's hard to keep it in tune. It's just, it's, it's moving and breathing. It's a body part. So,
4: yeah, I'm lucky enough to have a voice or. Unlucky enough, but I don't have to really worry about it, you know. I don't really bite into a towel backstage or go me, 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 me. You know, I'd rather laugh and talk and and work my voice, you know, pre-show that way, but I've never really had a problem. And now I'm very fortunate that I could go out there. We actually um did um 20 was it 29 shows in a row something really crazy back in the day mm-hmm. and they didn't think i was going to be able to do it but i me i'm like well let's just do it and see what happens and i think has well, it gotten cool. better like
0: stronger like you know live performances i think there's a time where i think i don't know like you, you see the problems with your legs and you had medical issues and stuff going on mm-hmm. and you're just regular singing you know it wasn't top or <laughs> bottom it was just whatever you know what i'm saying i'm not knocking yeah. you you know what i'm saying yeah. But we all have life stuff going on. I'm not. I couldn't do what you do, but the point yeah. is, like, I'm lucky. I'm lucky voice.
4: Have, this but your voice
0: gets stronger again, though. Like, it's getting stronger again. Like, is my point. It's like it's.
4: Yeah. Right. Well, that's happening because I don't part in you know partake or indulge in these dangerous substances any longer. <laughs> and it. Happens. If you're drinking like a fish, yeah, you're gonna have some problems eventually down the line, or maybe not. It depends on what kind of music you play in your delivery with people. I mean, there's so many aspects to that. But I I I'm happy, you know, we're fortunate enough to have a voice to I don't worry about it. I just do what I do. It's not good guy, and, you know the guy that goes out there is a whole nother person i flip a switch before i go out and the minute i come back off stage i flip it and that's it so i kind of don't even you know how i can get away with some of that i don't know but but i'm enjoying uh well keep, keep doing
0: what you're doing it's, it's your voice has gotten stronger and and maybe even if you're drinking your mindset's a different spot so you're not singing it properly because you're not thinking that way i mean kind but, of maybe not has to do your voice it's just like where you're at if you're doing other stuff you know what i mean if your heart's sure. not into it if it's a performance you're like kind of walking through it you know
4: correct correct and and here's you know somebody told me a long time ago was a teacher and i never had voice lessons even though i was told to try to get some but that'll just disturb your your character and individuality (laughs) Uh, but they told me they told me think the note before you speak the note and within that little millisecond most probably you'll hit it Mm-hmm. So, to those singers out there, try it sometime. There is enough time in your head to do it, believe it or not, to think about the yeah. note before you sing it. So, I tend to do that quite a lot. It's very helpful, you know, because you'll be amazed sometimes. I just go, Holy shit, it works. You think yeah, it, it's and, uh, and I, it
0: I, you know, we got a lot going on too. be thinking that you guys are moving, around. you guys are a very physical band, and we're yeah. talking. Well now you are your your solo band rap bastards but even today i mean you got to move you can't sit still on that stage especially with Warren and his bass guitar the way he jazz exercises with it all around and to knock you out
4: right, right. yeah yeah <laughs> you know, uh, yeah yeah Warren has a tendency to to still try to but i know he knows he can not you know look those were those were days when you're in your 20s and you could climb on the, oh, the, the, the sky in rafters and, and you know fall on your ass and get up that doesn't happen too much anymore and we're very lucky uh us uh, 35 years later that we can still deliver okay. i mean i'd love to see the band i would love i mean look i've jammed with bobby i would love to see bobby jam with and me and i would love to see Warren pull into the picture uh you know but that's that's up to him and if it never happens it doesn't happen we have great a great legacy um, yeah it'd be a shame but I really I, I, we'll see what happens you know i mean i had a great time with bobby out there yeah. i mean never missed he a beat it was like that's our bomb you know but if there was a live audience and it was mm-hmm. you know you know a bunch of thousands of people who have been a whole nother ball game yeah that's when yeah all hell breaks
2: loose. I mean, even
0: know. it'd be nice if, even if the four of you secretly get together one time and just play for fun as a band to kind of have some kind of closure. You know what I'm saying? Like just no tapes, no recording, just as right. friends as you started. Yeah. That would be a. I that's how I think. Um,
4: yeah, no idea it's all recorded. And didn't let you know. <laughs>
0: well, you know what I'm saying.
4: Yeah, I good know. Gesture.
0: If the so dance gonna cover came out once again, new sound, still platinum. You're still guys kicking butt. Dance mm-hmm. came out a little different song. I wasn't kind of expecting that. I felt. The sounds were almost like the guitars were almost like they were short and punchy in that album. I don't know if was it the the change so on purpose because it felt like you guys were getting even a little heavier. Body talk was like poppy, but then actually heavier. Yeah, you're talking dancing, right? Yeah, dancing undercover, kind of that one right now. So yeah.
4: Well, there is let me explain dancing to you. Dancing was really a premeditated record. You know, we saw invasion was more of a polished record. Yeah. It was a for that year and that time and that episode, the rat lives. But when it came time to, oh shit, okay, mm-hmm. we made the sophomore glitch. We made it out of that. Now what are we gonna do next? Robin and I, and, and most of us, even Warren, decided we wanted to go back to basics. Let's just okay. try back to EP seller. There was no pressure, the songs were harder and and let's not have as much fluff, so to speak, because then everybody was by, by invasion, all these new bands, everybody's used they're your producer taking your tricks and mm-hmm. and so we really wanted to make a change in in the delivery of that record. We wanted it to be harder, a little much heavier, yeah, a heavier record. And it did heavier. accomplished, you know.
0: Yeah, it was good. I mean, it, even like when you it was a, it doesn't matter when you start off and you start playing just a guitar. It's just you singing with a guitar, right? You know
4: what? Yeah, yeah.
0: That was that was that, that was probably like my—I love that song. Um yeah, the whole album is really.
4: Thank you. We yeah, we would try different things. I mean, if you can, if you have the ability to to you know, to do different things and experiment—not literally—because we knew and now we know, even to this day. There is a schematic to rat music. Mm. Juan knows it, I know it, Warren It's just Bobby knows. It's just stuck in our heads. And So even if we wanted to do something to make it different, like the other rat records that came after the Sony portrait record and even infestation, um, without Bo and, you know, in the nucleus or at least the four of us in the nucleus, it's going to be hard to, you know, it, it, it would be very hard to, to put it get together. the real picture of what people, you know, expect and what rat really is. Because you oh. actually, you know, you get where I'm going with there, with that? I, I do.
0: I think, there's well, you, you do have a rat sound. You have a, there's a formula and there's a chemistry that yeah. you and yeah. the guys make and Bo makes. And that actually, so as we're going through, we're just going to do the rat stuff. We're yeah. Halfway, halfway there. So, That actually is perfect with Reach for the Sky. So I know Reach for the Sky. I think you tried without Bo. Yes. And Bo had to come back.
4: Well, look at look at what's right in front of me.
0: There you go. Perfect. Because I I have the artwork. You've got to tell me what the hell is that album cover?
4: Well, I'll explain it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've looked at that thing so many times in my life and I'm like, I don't get it.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, I did I've done all the pretty much the art direction for the band. Since day one merch, everything mm-hmm. actually I had to explain that to somebody today. And with Reach, I was thinking, you know, let, let's try something trippy. I mean, here's here's a little trivia. Dancing undercover, the back of the record with the front of the record with the five guys was supposed to be the back. Yep. And the picture of the lips was supposed to be the front. Okay. I guess three guys out of five wanted their faces out there in the front i didn't you know so i whatever it doesn't bother me i'm you know just did the art direction and and that's it so the same be said for reach and and what i wanted to do with reach is create kind of a hypnosis level like the guy who did the ufo records lights yep. out that art yeah yeah, so I was just trying to do that. So I told everybody, um, and the moon is actually not a golf ball, okay. So I asked everybody <laughs> to give me a, an idea of something visual that they would like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, think of something that's kind of trippy, I'm gonna, this time I wanna do something kind of really out there. So I did and and there's a couple things missing from the 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 one that came out the co- eventual cover i got yeah. close is is and warren has it framed is that woman she actually shows a, a a tit we had to cover her up because they wouldn't sell it
0: right the moon
4: bobby wanted his golf ball in there because he was playing a lot playing oh, a lot time. of time yeah. like, okay, that would be great make the moon a golf ball okay uh, it made it on some And then I wanted the book to read, Reach for the Sky. I wanted, so who knows what I was thinking, the plane, but it was just a, and by the way, uh, another backstage pastry is, is the, how can I explain it to you? Yeah, the art on that record is really out there. I got close, but it didn't go well. The arms are tied up. I mean,
0: I don't use like, yeah, I mean, it's like a wicker chair from, and there's like, but the the point is, yeah, is
4: I never really wanted to name uh, uh, an album if there was a song with the same title. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hence, I didn't that song Reach for the Sky we wrote in 1983. Well, it ended up on being a title, never using the song. So a lot of these records were songs. Invasion of Your Privacy is a song title. You know, it ended up being something else. Uh, Dancing Undercover, the same thing. That was a song title. So there's no way I'm gonna put a song and an album, you know, the same thing. I've done it with Under My Skin, a solo record. First time ever. And I've never really wanted lyrics ever in any of our albums and I believe the only one that rat escaped me was Detonator, which is a whole new wow. group of producers and people. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe in, you know, telling the story. I like people to figure out your story. Well, how did yeah. the Reach for the Sky become
0: a title? And you already had the song, you're like, you know what? I just like the title because the album is different. I feel like Correct. at this point, you got, you guys were getting big. You guys were having some issues, you know, trying to decide yeah. that on a producer and stuff. I'm looking at some of the song titles I wrote down. Right. Really, it was not the, the quality of your music didn't didn't change. No. The album had a different sound. I mean, you still, wait, Cole Jr., I mean, who's going to touch that now at their best? I mean, that's yeah. a good, you know, City to City just feels like that's a touring song. I
4: mean. Yep. And here again, you go. City to City is a Mickey Rat song. I you know I could play you the a Mickey Rat version and I live at the Troubadour when Mickey Rat played there in 1981, and I like that version better, a lot better. But it is what it is. You get all of us together and and Bo, and and then you get our delivery. What people, you know, it's, it's a back.
0: it's a very polished album though too though, and I think with a lot of Mickey Rat stuff, yeah. it's, it's a lot yeah. it's a lot heavier. Which I personally like you, I I enjoy it. Like the and round example. I like the Mickey Rat thing, I listen to a lot. I love that one, the anthology. Yeah,
4: it is a different... Uh, it's a, it's, it's, it's heavier. I
0: mean, your vocals are, are produced fine. So it's not even like, it's not like yeah. demo It's It just feels like the guitars are just different. Um, yeah, they are, yeah. So and that's just, Richard guys is kind of polished. I think, is that what happened with Bo when he came in? He kind of polished it
4: for Atlanta. Oh yeah, he had free, then it was like, he was gonna show us. How important he was in the mix, but I mean, who knows? We were all over the place. We had been touring for years. Right. We're up, and you know, with that success breeds excess, and 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 you know, a lot of things went down. I don't know if if where we we're at or why city to city ended up, you know, so far down the line, mm. that song should have uh, been on the EP, yeah, uh, you know, or sell it.
0: Unless it just didn't fit once again, sonically.
4: Yeah. I mean one of the things. Yeah, the whole story behind Reach for the Sky, Bo Hill actually talks about if you Google it, Bo Hill on on the production of uh, Reach for the Sky. It didn't it, it wasn't that we never wanted to use Bo again because I love Bo. I've used him for solo stuff and
0: mm-hmm.
4: I think it, you know if we were ever to do a record contrary to what the others might think Bo Hill would be my first choice to bring back of course you know uh, we made this sound together you know it's almost the like team. yeah the hidden sixth member per se you know our mutt Lang, so to speak you know yeah. um, he knew what to do with us and the whole story behind that you, I'm not even going to tell it you, you'd have to do it you know yeah. look it up because actually i've, I've looked up
0: too so to actually will have the viewers look it up so we can hit a couple albums and not keep you tight yeah. up all day but it's a good st- look it up everybody i know the story i know the backstory yeah, too, it so that one. It's, a, it's a good one but that's why i know a little bit why i can go back and forth with this so then you guys do you guys come out rock is you know hair metal rock Whatever you want to call it, i don't really care Is eating yeah. itself at this point because it's been a copy of a copy of a copy mm-hmm. uh there is the right for the taking you know and then grunge kim's whatever you want to call it but, but at that point, you guys squeeze out detonator. You get Desmond Child in, you go for a different sound. Yes. It's a fantastically once again it's cohesive,
4: but it's, a it's a different level.
0: And and I love it.
4: I agree. That record again, I you know, if I had the catalog in front of me, um,
0: I like detonator. It's got shame, love user jobs, scratch at itch, one step <laughs> yeah. away, hard time. Heads You Win and Tails You Lose. I didn't know Bon Jovi sang in the background for that one.
2: Yeah, um, he sang-
0: Oh, man. All or nothing. Yeah. Giving yourself away. My God. And he's the top secret well, made it to this one.
4: Yeah, top secret. That, that, again, Finally. that got rehashed. I don't know what happened. I'm sure we had more material. But, you know, everybody just threw in their tapes and threw in their demos. Literally, here's mm-hmm. demos. that I got my songs rather mm-hmm. Warren, one. Here's my stuff and they would be nitpicked, we, we, you know, Bo would go through the songs and tell us which ones to really work on. Um, but Detonator, I love that record. I think it's, uh, it was a great effort, you know, Robin wasn't around as much, so it suffered with without his input, I believe. And, you know, you can only do with the tools
0: you got. And- I gotta be honest with you, from the outside? It didn't sound like you suffered at all, you guys. It really, like I said, it's one of my favorite albums. I mean,
4: yeah, I mean, Robin's on there, but I, he really, you know, he didn't have a hand in too much stuff, and that really bothered me. I'm sure it well, bothered him
0: emotionally. Yeah,
4: yeah, but it, I mean, look,
1: it is what it is.
4: But that record is is a pretty interesting record detonator. And then again, you know, I, you know, I I, I visualize what I hear, and that's how I come up with a concept for. Any kind of arc direction or but your art voice
0: art. Was, was used too, to add this one a little differently, you know. That yeah, was on
4: detonator 100%. I would
0: You're have right. loved to have seen where you went from that because then, obviously, uh, you know, well, handbasket after that.
4: <laughs> well, you know, where I went right after that is uh with arcade,
0: okay. In-
4: yeah, that's how my voice was stronger somehow. Uh, I, I, yeah, my voice was crazy for some reason. When I did the arcade, the first arcade, and that was a great record, you know. So it's not like I, you know, my voice really got damaged or hurt or anything, but it worked.
0: It it was good. I mean, yeah, we've talked about some of your soul stuff, and and I I just wasn't. uh,
4: And then way cool, and then way cool. You know, we saw what everybody was doing. Everybody was doing the ballads around. Mm -hmm dance era we didn't want to do that even though we did one step away and, and this other song robert and i wrote um we got close why well, what i love about detonator is giving yourself away with yep. diane Martin and desmond child that that is an experience I, I took so much out of that you know when claudner had his work even with that rat record with uh, yep. uh without bow with claudner and and he put his you know in with writing with all these people I embraced those writing sessions and learned as much as I could from the people who were these crazy writers. Yeah. But I mean, having the opportunity to write with uh, Desmond and Diane Warren on that song, right. was, it was fucking amazing. To this day, it's one of my best songs I think I've written with yeah. anybody.
0: And sound, your voices. It, 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 once again, they, you know, and that shows you the song. You write a song to your voice. So, you know, and that's why there's certain songs that some people can't sing. Best singer in the world can't sing a certain song. You're right. There's songs for certain voices. You write for your voice, and they wrote for your voice, but with their influence, and it was just a whole new thing. So... Yeah, and it was Diane Warren
4: that that said, uh, uh, we need a working title. She works differently, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, I do that sometimes, too. I'll come up with a title and then work around that or let us music stew. And then you go back and go, oh, shit, perfect. Um, She asked me, what have you, you know, what have you never done? What have you never done? And I said, hey, given myself away. She said, there's your song title now let's go it was great i mean these are like mega pro writers you know i mean you better learn something
0: i like that i like that fact you talked about when we first talked to you know you know you're all about learning in the studio you're all about not just partying about learning 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 growing and clearly with all your soul albums you you've kept working it you know it's, it's a craft it's an art yeah. i think the only album it was really neat is was it was at the end here but with the questions with collage came out when you guys kind of were starting to get back together kind of a weird time right that was and obviously a collage is a collage so it's not really a lot to talk about it's a lot of mickey rat rat stuff some stuff thrown in some stuff repolished top secret was on it again
4: you know top secret was quite a bit so
0: you know loving you
4: yeah um i didn't mean to interrupt you uh collage was a record to where we weren't doing anything. You know, I had done Arcade, I established my indie label. Um, and then I was taking a look at our catalog at some point and I was like, okay, we've got to kick this in the ass. So why don't we get together? And we got all those together, I believe. I ran into one just walking down the street, boom, boom. And then I went, hey, by the way, you know, our catalog, this, that. And, and would you like to uh you know instigate something and put it out there and see what happens? He was into it. We picked a bunch of Mickey Rat songs, uh re you know, redirected them with his input. And then this is what we got. So it was it's a fun record. You might yeah, it's see
0: it's not it- a it's not a demo album by any means, by any, but like oh, when no, I heard no. detonator and then that came out, I was like, oh a new rat album. And I listened to that, it's like, whoa. Because right. It, right. It, was, it was a different animal,
4: you know. Right. It was, older, right? Right. It was, a, it was actually literally a collage. Uh, right. But it, it, you know, it was a record that did exactly what I wanted it to do get us back together and, and stimulate the catalog.
0: And, and I thought it was for a tour, like that you wanted to have some material to tour on, too, because a lot no, of artists won't tour like a, without...
4: a, a, a tour came out of it.
0: Oh, okay. So it was the opposite. And,
4: and it got us back together. You know, then it was worth it. Or a few of us, or a few of us, I think. Yeah, Juan wasn't involved still. Yeah.
0: No, I think Robbie at that point. Because Robbie did that. So you, that's two albums you guys did together. And I, I think Rat, the self titled rat and or ninety nineteen ninety nine, whatever they want to call it. I think there's some really great cuts on that one, like Over the Edge, Lift oh, the yeah. and um Love Sick is so ridiculously good. I mean there's other songs, but you know, it's
4: so good. Yeah, you know, that's the uh uh portrait Sony record. Uh yep. that i like that record i mean look there's no rap record that i do not like because it took a lot of time exp- life experience blood mm-hmm. guts and whatever you throw goes into your music so you know i respect all of her shit uh music it's that if you don't have all the elements, I'll say again, you're not get gonna get the real big picture. Right. We can get away with it, like right now, since I uh, because I have written a lot of the rap music and songs myself, it, it would right. sound like a record. That's why I have problems getting. You know, I mean, thank God, my guitar player Eric does a lot of the uh, music for the solo stuff. Yeah. Um, I come up with with complete songs because it takes me out of this what people expect out of, you know, oh, I'm not getting a round and round from this guy. I, well, I don't want to do a round and round. It's been done. It'll never be done again. Uh, so that's where that helps with my writing. But that record uh, with Love Sick, that's a great yeah. uh, we We that really, try- yeah, we tried to get something done there, Warren and I, we really did. And then you get the next one. You know, yeah, well, uh, well, just
0: say I always say they uh, Over the Edge was so uh-huh. so good. Also, what was the album cover? I just one last, an, an album, where'd the album cover come from? What was that? Infestation or the uh, no, 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 the rat album. It's like that, that looks at like the person, yeah, the rat, well, yeah.
4: Then again, it was looking for you know, different art ideas, and I just really wasn't into into the art directing at that time. Uh, you know, I oversaw things, but I really wasn't too excited about it. But Warren liked this idea of this artist guy. That picture is made by somebody engraving it in wax or wood or yeah. something, then you make a print and that's what you yeah. get. So whoever that artist is, he was really good. So I I, I liked it, you know, yeah. there was real no concept to it at all, but let's just put something really weird out there and just call it rat, reintroduce ourselves and that's we're that thing came together
0: so all right so we're at the last the last one yeah contestation which yeah so fresh so so live sounding it did not sound like an older band it sounded like uh, just right out of the gate even if alive i mean you
4: yeah i love that record but you know like you know some of our fans out there thought oh he doesn't like that record and, you know he should be happy and whatever i'm always happy number one uh number two that record infestation i i gave it a decent title uh, i just couldn't uh i just couldn't uh see it and hear it as a rat record like i wanted and warren actually wanted too we got close no cigar i keep saying that it's a great record and you know i totally dig it and we tried and did what we do that's all you can um but those first two singles were written by me and uh, carlos yeah. so it's like me riding with somebody else and saying that's you know or hallford riding with some guy and saying that's pretty you know it's it's not because you don't have all the elements it, it yeah. did sound you know i think
0: because there is a, a sound and, and certain things you can replicate yeah your voice you can't guitar sounds you know and pull, take your yeah. guitar off your wall put a humbucker sure. in get a phaser, whatever, and you're gonna yeah. say, you can do a Zeppelin sound. Like nowadays, I got my Vox over there, I can do Queen. Not good, sure. <laughs> but so, so that point being, I think when you're not feeling the rat sound, and this is yeah. feeling as a, a fan, listen to it, we hear the rat sound, you're not yes. feeling, you guys aren't feeling Robin, the emotional songwriting connection. Also, sure. you're hearing that missing spot because you guys know in your mind that was a missing part of your puzzle.
4: Correct. Correct. And the
0: outsiders people are not hearing that same thing I can tell you right now it sounds like a rat record
4: I know I know and that's because you know uh most important I mean, my voice I I'm not taking all credit yeah. for anything everything but I mean look I can't get away from that and I nor do I want to uh it's just hard to get my other stuff across solo stuff across uh without people going is that me? Rat, is that a new rat song? Like, that's all cool. I have my own identification, uh, but but it doesn't help on the other side of the coin, you know, yeah, Uh, so to speak. Um, but that record, like I say, the first two singles, I love Eat Me Up Alive, that's a great song. I actually want to do it live with the solo band, uh, and maybe Rat if we get there, but. Some good stuff. Yeah.
0: Uh, A Little Too Much, I love A Little Too Much I think it's my favorite song off that one
4: Yeah, and you know, talk about rewriting lyrics, we had all of us living in this compound at the time, where the studio was at, we decided, well get us out of LA, you know get us away from the comfort zone and maybe yeah. we could, you know but little did the producer know that we were still doing what we did no matter what State or city you put us in, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I'd rewrite the lyrics every morning. If I go sing, I'd go, Hang on, let me go through the songs again. What are we doing today? Okay. And then I would sit there, and on that record in particular, I rewrote the lyrics every day up until the point I sang. Uh, it was crazy, but it came out pretty decent. It's know? a
0: good album. You should be proud of it. And it sounds like Rat. I think. On the inside, I think there's an emotional songwriting thing that you guys hear different than the rest of us. Oh yes, the song scatter. Why? Why are the people? Why are they still doing Japan only releases on stuff? What is up with that? Everything is on the internet now. Why would even just and what Japan's more important than the, of all the other markets?
4: I know. You know. Isn't i that crazy? Know. Anytime you did a release in in Japan in particular, you would have to give them a song or two that was never released in the U.S. And that was just the norm, right? It well, was very-
0: that was the '80s, and you could get imports. It was kind of fun. It was special thing. I remember going to the right. record store. So, I, I get that. But nowadays, it's yeah. all digital, where you can't download that half of the
4: earth. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're, you're correct. Um, I all know. I they got the that was mandatory, and it was actually its own agreement contract when you yeah. did a record, released it, and Europe did the same thing you know Canada no you know I mean some country some other labels in other countries whether it's the same label they have different uh different roles uh, you know cool